serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. You know, uh, we've talked about abortion ever since uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. We've talked about Arizona. Apparently right now we've got two bans in place. And our governor, AG, nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows what, what are we going? 1854? Are we going the new 15-week ban 2022? I, I don't know. And nobody knows. But I've been waiting for this. Unfortunately, it's happened. I knew something like this was going to happen. And it did. And it happened in Tucson. Listen to the, there's a 14 year old teen. Okay. By the way, not pregnant, not pregnant, but the abortion ban in the state of Arizona is affecting her. 14-year-old Emma Thompson has debilitating arthritis and needs the drug methotrexate to keep it under control. But this week, the teen was denied the medication just two days after the new abortion law kicked in in Arizona. Seems methotrexate can also be used to end ectopic pregnancies. Okay, so we've got a 14-year-old little girl, Emma. She's in pain and she can't get her prescription filled. She's not pregnant. See, yeah, it's it's amazing. So let me get this straight. We want to protect the unborn, which I I like. That's a great thing. But we don't care about the already born. Well, there's going to be stuff that they're going to have to. So first of all, they need to figure out what the hell's going on and which one we're going to follow. And then you need to figure out okay, what are things that are really used as a helper. Mm-hmm. In things like this, I mean, she's got this horrific arthritis. By the way, this is also used in cancer to slow down the growth of cancer in certain areas. It's so used it's, in psoriasis. It's not just this. Okay, so let me get this straight. If it's if this pill that she wants is also used in cancer, only men get the pill to fight the cancer, right? Because you can't give it to a woman, right? Because well, we all think that they're having an abortion with it. See how crazy this is? Yeah. This is insane. It's a 14-year-old kid who's sitting at home right now in, in horrific pain. Uh, we, we, if, you were, if we were going to do this, we should have waited until we had everything lined up. You got to get it correct. Because I don't know. Like, think about it this way. Does this family actually have to leave the state? And I mean for good. Do they have to move? She can't get her drug here. You go to California and get it. So I'm actually wondering, does this family have to leave the state of Arizona, period? Not a little drive to California to get a drug, which she's not going to use for an abortion. They may have to leave the state permanently. I just think it's horrific. It's, you know, I if you want to be pro-life, wonderful. But how about being pro-life for a 14-year-old? Yeah. Aren't we pro-life well, you, for her, too? Here's the thing. You've got to come up with the, okay, what are the things that are going to... It was sprung on everybody, because I don't think anybody thought that they were going to throw out Roe v. Wade and put it back to the states. Then the states were up the uh, creek, because some of them were like, oh, man, we're going back to when? 1901? Now it's 1864. And you're looking around. There are things that are going to cross-pollinate, if you will. They're going to they're gonna intersect, and you've got to have the right idea of What's going on? It's the pharmacist, by the way, that's not filling this. But, I mean, they're trying to follow the law. Yeah. It's not the pharmacist's problem. So it's not that the doctor wouldn't give it to him. It's the pharmacist. But it's not the pharmacist's fault, right? No. They're they're like, hey, look, you know what? We have to follow this law. We don't want to get in trouble. All right. So we got a 14-year-old Tucson girl denied a refill of life-saving prescription drugs. She's been on it for years. 
And now that we have a new abortion law in Arizona, she can't get those pills because sometimes uh, people use those uh, pills to end an ectopic pregnancy. This was the first pediatric patient that had been denied her medication. Dr. Jane Power is a 14-year-old physician who posted this tweet after she learned the medication had been denied. Welcome to Arizona, she said. Denied because she's a female. Mom? I was so paranoid. I was shaking. I was in tears. I just want you all to think about your child right now in pain. There's a pill that they can take, he or she could take, to, to knock out the pain. Yeah. To deal Which, with the pain. And you can't get it because you live in this state. God bless the, the her doctor who went to battle with the uh, pharmacist and the company that decided to fill it for her. But the uh, American uh, College of Rheumatology has already written, you know, Secretary of State here in Health and Human Services said, hey, look, guys, you guys have to come up with a better way of doing this. You can't deny people with rheumatoid arthritis and horrific, uh, you know, cancer and things of this nature. This because you think that they're getting an abortion or having an abortion. I was so paranoid. I was shaking. I was in tears. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to tackle this. Strong emotions from a mother who finds out her daughter has been denied life-saving drugs due to Arizona's new abortion law. That century-old abortion law not only bans nearly all abortions, it also makes it a crime to provide the means for one. By the way, century? We're in 1864. 1854. So uh, we're talking a long time ago. Right. So you're, 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 you're heading towards, you know... Almost a century and a half. Right. Right. Two centuries. Arizona wasn't a state. Yet this is what we've got. We're going we're going by something that was on the books. When we were not when even we were close not to Arizona. Being a state. Right. Um, you know, and, and again, we talk about uh, the, the pharmacy. Is it the pharmacy's fault? No, they're trying to figure it out too. You know, they don't want to give a pill out. Uh, and break break the law. So Walgreens, here's the statement. We contacted Walgreens, which denied the refill, and the company said issues may arise because trigger laws in various states require additional steps for dispensing certain prescriptions. And the American College of Rheumatology warns doctors about prescribing methotrexate in states with new abortion laws and offers guidelines to doctors. Change in medical care has arrived in Arizona. Mm. I think they'll get it right, and they'll look up and go, look, this is one of those things. But how many of them are out there? How many little things are out there that people use on a database, daily basis that they're treating something with psoriasis, cancer, that may have this? Well, we can't do that anymore because this crosses the law here, and they may think that instead of getting chemo and treating something for chemo, that you're getting an abortion. The rules are different for men and women now. It's a perfect example. A perfect example. Right? This little girl couldn't get the pill that she wanted, but if there was a boy who was on the same pill, it'd be fine. But she can't have it because they think she's having, she's trying to get rid of her pregnancy, which she doesn't have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? The rules are different. Rules and are that's different. what people are ticked about. Can't have the rules different between men and women. It can't be okay for a 14-year-old boy to take this pill and a 14-year-old girl but not I'm to. But I'm sure that, I mean, in theory, they should sort this out. That's in theory. Again, we in live in theory, a state, you right. know, in we theory, still don't even know what damn law we're using. In, in theory, Joe Biden should secure the border. 
He hasn't done that. In theory, he should. It's a mess. What are you going to do mess. for a doctor? Just, okay, we're going to prescribe it to your dad. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But we've been way, a little later, we're going to talk about uh, another story that's out of Arizona. Um, there's a woman who had some complications with a pregnancy. And um, the baby was not going to make it. And the hospital turned her away. See, this is happening. We're going to talk about this later. Make sure you're around. This is ridiculous. So is this America? Doesn't feel like it. All right. Coming up next, um, let's see what we got. Let's talk a little uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. He's kind of caught in a scandal here. A scandal? At, at the border. I'm not sure it's so fair, though. We'll discuss it. It's coming up next in the Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. So imagine being here in the Valley and knowing that your parents are in Florida and Hurricane Ian is about to hit. What do you do? You kind of feel helpless. Yeah. If you can't get him out here earlier, you're going to try to figure out a way to help them out there. Well, our next guest actually flew out and tried to help her parents evacuate. Uh, let's hear the story from Jana uh, Holmbrook, who joins us uh, right now on KTAR. Jana, how are you? It's good to have you on the show. Are you still in Florida with your folks? Uh, I am, and hopefully you guys can hear me on the li- limited bandwidth that I have left today oh, Okay, uh, in Cape-, Cape Carl, Florida. Okay, so tell us the story. You're, you know that Ian's going to hit. Your parents are out in Florida. You hop a plane. What happens? My father was actually in the hospital. That's what most people are missing. My father was in the hospital, and um, I had to get down there. I knew the hurricane was coming. I lived in Florida, in southwest Florida, for 26 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, after Charlie, we decided to, we were, were going to Arizona, and that's when I moved, uh, you know, right was right at Charlie um, after getting hit. So I knew what I was up against, and there's no way my senior parents were going to be able to handle that. Plus, they were ailing. Um, so it was, it's was it been horrific. I didn't want to come here. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to come into a hurricane. And we didn't know it was going to hit Cape Coral or the southwest Florida area. At the time, though, any wind and rain or tornado, if you've been here, is horrific, just that alone. So uh, getting into the hospital, making sure my dad was okay, and then having the hospital, you have to make him go hurricane because they were evacuating. That was horrific because the hospital is the safest place for my senior parents to be. I had to take them and find shelter immediately. Um, so basically the story goes, my parents live on the water in Cape Coral uh, in a section that is a flood zone. Um, I knew we had a shelter that helped up. We had to put shutters on, and I had to get them out of there. We went to my sister's house that is in Cape Coral, but not on the water. Still had a horrific night, uh, 24 hours of just wind, tornado. It was. We had to hold the door at one point uh, just to make sure the wind, nothing would come in because we had two palm trees fall on the roof. I mean, it was just anything you could imagine in some kind of movie is exactly what was happening. Um and it's scary. It's scary trying to save people. Um, and then the aftermath. What do you find after? Yeah. This place yeah. Is, is just 
destroyed. Yeah. Talking to Jana Hambrook, sure. uh, who's a Valley woman out there, went out to take care of her parents uh, before Ian struck. So you land there, you, you get everybody as safe as you possibly can. You survive in your sister's house that night. But you said your mom yep. and dad lived down by the water. What is their place yep. like if there's anything left? And how is your sister's house there? Yeah. So my parents were, were blessed that the house was standing. Their street was flooded. Three feet of water came through. It got from the back, but really it came in from the actual river from the front. Um, we have video of it. It's horrific. And they were very lucky that the water didn't come in. They're one of the only houses on the street at the bottom. Um, they lost, you know, the roof is really bad. They're ca- pool cages. There's middle in six days in all the pole lines are down um you know food it's just it's bad and driving down these streets seeing people's houses destroyed um seeing our lovely cape yacht club it's gone the piers are all gone every pier fort myers pier you know cape it's this is a this is a place people come to relax and enjoy in southwest florida and it was a thriving uh tourist environment that is now going to have two years at least of trying to rebuild. Uh, Jana Hambrook is joining us. A Valley resident went to Florida to help her parents out. Uh, so just to l- let's get a couple of things uh, straight, because I know your phone went in and out at the beginning. Your father was hospitalized. Did he stay in the hospital or did you have to get him out of the hospital? I had to get him out. They, okay. they wanted him out um, the day the hurricane was hitting right before Tuesday uh, night. I had to get him out. Okay. Uh, Wednesday was the hurricane. So we took shelter at my sister's house, which ended up having trees fall on top of the roof. She has her roof's leaking. Her uh, it's just badly damaged her house right now. So, um, so when you yeah. were at your sister's house, you had dad who's ill. Your mom yep. was there. You were there. Your sister was there. And you're sheltering where? Are you like? Are you in a certain room? We're in a bathroom. Um, when we heard, you know, obviously the first the eye of the storm coming, we had to go in the bathroom. We heard a lot of noise. Uh, the trees falling. We saw the dripping from the ceilings or from the yeah from the ceiling. And then finally, after that eye, there was a second band that was even worse, and that started pulling the doors. So we had to all hold the doors closed, even with shutters on. It just was taking them, and that was the scariest part I think for all of us. That took hours. We had to wait. Now, Jana, now that you, it, you guys are through at least that part, did your dad go back in the hospital? Or are you guys all still there? Uh, or the, you know, how, And how's the uh, the electricity side of things? I know they're trying to do it as fast as possible. Are, are you guys blessed to have some electricity at least back up? No, we're not blessed for that at all. Um, we are in Cape Coral, Florida. LCEC is the electric company, and they have not provided their trying. Uh, the grid is down, and we have been camping for in his house. We cleaned up the mess as much as we could, but we're just living here, and uh, no, we have nothing. No generator. We're living with ice. Every day I go to the, I go get ice to the ice distribution. I come back. I try to find gas and any kind of food we can get, and I make the most of it for them because they're in their 80s, and both of them had some illnesses in the last few weeks prior to this hurricane, so I can't do anything. There's some medical attention. Their doctor's offices, some of them aren't even there anymore. Um, it, it's that bad. It's a bad situation. Uh, Jana Hamburg is joining us. She's in Florida, Valley resident, went down to help her parents get through the, the hurricane. So are, do you guys have food? Is there, is there, do you have water coming out of the, uh, the tap? Are you guys able? We just, yeah, we just, just recently, uh, yesterday got water for the first time. It is contaminated. So we're allowed to use it 
to, as long as it's boiled, but we have no electricity. So we're kind of stuck. Uh, there's no electricity yet. We're six days in. Um, they don't think we're going to get it until maybe Saturday. Uh, I'm not really sure how much longer I can do it, but I'm trying. I'm trying every day. Um, and there's everybody's got, you know, there's worse. I mean, this is bad. No, don't get me wrong. It's terrible trying to take care of them. But there are so many families here that lost everything. I'm watching across the street as they pull out their house, their carpet. That You know, some of them don't even homes anymore uh, down the road. It, it's that bad. All right, Janet, we're going to be thinking about you and your family. We hope your dad gets better real quick and that your mom stays safe. And uh, you're a pretty great daughter for going down there and helping out and, and, and helping them survive. Because maybe without you, uh, I wouldn't even like to think about what happened. So thank you for joining us and please be safe. OK, thank you so much. And um, we appreciate you guys for letting us speak because we want everybody to know it is not good here. Yeah. And yeah. we appreciate all your help. Thank all you right. so much for joining us to be safe. Yeah, we'll touch Thank base you. with you. Yeah, that's that's brutal. That's it's it's um, it. You know, you hear about you know, people who survived the storm, uh, the aftermath. A uh, lot, you know, a lot of people lost their lives, man. Um, unfortunately, and uh, this is uh, this is a woman who said, "I'm I'm going I'm going into the eye of the storm because my parents who are elderly and and need me." Yeah, and uh, that's a tough lady we just talked to. All right, coming up next, Becky Lynn's got the 3.30 newscast. We're going to interrupt, have a little fun with her, and the news next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air, 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. Oh, it's just after 3.30. And you know what that means. Time for us to hold up Becky Lynn's headlines. Here we go. Here's our top story. It's been decades in the making, but today an alleged Arizona serial killer is getting his day in court. KTAR's Colton Krolak is in the courtroom and brings us the details. Grizzly details emerged during opening statements as the man prosecutors say is the infamous canal killer is now on trial. Brian Patrick Miller, the man suspected of murdering two women 30 years ago, rarely looked up as the injuries, including the decapitation of Angelo Brasso, were read out loud. The prosecution alleges Miller had written fantasies about killing which then turned into reality. The defense is arguing that Miller is mentally insane and dissociated while committing the murders due to childhood trauma. They say the writings were a work of fiction due to his upbringing. Opening statements are now done. Stick with KTAR for the latest details. Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, these people are sick, man. I, I'm watching the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, kind of oh. uh, like eight or nine episodes on Netflix and uh, to 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 watch and see what he did is just horrific. I mean, we've had also our sheriff serial killers here in Arizona. I mean, I've, I've lived here when the serial shooters and the baseline killer were all running around killing people, shooting people, raping people. Um, and it was a horrific time. And this uh, this canal killer's got to go. Yeah, there's not a lot of serial killers left out there. I know they're looking at one they think is in, in Stockton, but it's different now because you got DNA. And eventually, it's coming for you, and that's what's caught this. The question is, are they going to use all that stuff in court about his writings? Mm. That's going to be very interesting because I know in California they signed a law today that stuff like that cannot be used in court. Writings, rap lyrics, anything like that because they they call it artistic, artistic freedom. 
goodness me, nuts. This guy's, well, hopefully he's not cuckoo, so he faces yeah. uh, what's coming. Right. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona votes. In the wake of the 2020 election, a conspiracy theory spread about some Arizona ballots suggesting they contained bamboo fibers and might have come from China. But Brian Dan Durand with Runbeck Election Services says the ballots need to be made of a specific type of paper. Our paper is all bought locally. The paper that we use is paper that is certified by the tabulation vendor. Those are the companies that actually create the tabulated machines that are used by the county to count the ballot. He adds that Runbeck has used the exact same paper since he started at the company 12 years ago. Ah, 2,000 mules. Yeah, I, I don't know why we're bending over backwards to try and get people who are never going to believe that the election was fair. I don't know why we're doing it. If you don't think the election was fair, don't vote then. Or move out of the country. Or I don't really care. But it's like we've got to we've got to bend over backwards for these people, these conspiracy theorists, and I'm just tired of Here's it. Here's my question. Which ballots weren't? Because if you took your ballot and you're like, I know who I voted for, yeah. that paper was good? If that was okay, there, or is it only the mail-in ballots? Yeah. I'm just trying to get. Yeah. I'm trying to get a ruling for a friend. That's yeah, all I'm trying to the, do. It's only the ballots that had Biden's name on it. Those were the bad ones. Those were the right? Chinese Venezuelan okay. ones. I knew it. I knew it. All right, we're holding up the headlines. There's a new study by the Center for Future Arizona that finds Grand Canyon state voters are as polarized as you may think. Among the speakers was Jack McCain, son of late Senator John McCain, who shared that most people tend to assume those who disagree with them are ignorant, stupid, or evil. However, makes us unable to govern because without collaboration, there is no legislation. The survey shows roughly 82% of Arizonans agree with increasing funding for education, public safety, infrastructure, and more. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the reality of it is we don't get along, but mostly on Twitter. Most people actually get along. uh, And when they do argue and fight, it's only for Twitter and the crazy mobs that are out there. Hmm. Uh, We can do more, but we got to stop holding people accountable for giving a little and getting a little. And actually, that's how negotiation works. Try an all or nothing with your boss, see how that goes, and your wife and your husband. Holding up the headlines. Mm-hmm. Hold them up. There's a new poll out that shows uh, shows Arizona likely voter sentiment on the FBI investigation at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Mike Noble with OH Predictive Insights says Trump supporters, by an 18-point margin, are more likely to believe the FBI search warrant was a political ploy to damage Trump's career than Republican Party supporters. Even almost two years after his presidency, Trump's loyalists in the Republican Party still very much have a hand on the steering wheel. Trump scheduled to hold a rally for his preferred Arizona candidates in Mesa on Sunday. Do we really need to yeah, poll to find out that the right. Trump people still support Trump and uh, think it's a sham and the other ones don't? I don't really know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're holding up the headlines. All right, last story here, guys. Cardinals got the win last night against the Carolina Panthers, but fans still seem hesitant when it comes to the cardiac Cardinals. 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station's Ron Wolfley tells the Mike Broomhead Show, while the team's been inconsistent, he thought yesterday's second-half offense really showed the team's potential. It wasn't just Kyler Murray. It was everyone else that was making plays. Hollywood Brown was out there making plays. They were attacking downfield. Team now 2-2 two and two as they head into Sunday's game against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, Eagles are very good this year, and the Cardinals stink at home. Real quick, Kyler Murray got furious. 
during the game yesterday and screamed at his head coach, and I loved it. Because a lot of people would look at Kyler Murray, oh, he can take it, he can win or lose. No, that guy wanted to win yesterday. He's not the problem on this team. He's the pro- he's the best thing on this team. And I know I've given him a lot of grief for, you know, the crap that he did over the summer and here's how I want my money and all that. He's the best player in the he's the best player in the field. Uh, and I loved that he had some of that passion yesterday. And they just need to do that at home because they, they're lifeless in that building in Glendale. Yeah. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news. Seriously entertaining. Gatos and Chad. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by day and night air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. Serving the valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. All right, uh, Polly Pigskin, Paul Calvisi. Joins us uh, every Monday, uh, Arizona Cardinals sideline reporter. All right, uh, Polly Pigskin, listen, the uh, Cardinals went on the road again. They're coming home. They're 0 for their last 7 on the road. How much money do you think I can get for the Eagles tickets? I hope the questions are better than last week. Oh, is this on? Is this on? It I'm is sorry. On. Is it is on. Good? I'm is sorry. It, is it a Look, bad question? All right. I knew that was coming. Here we go. Okay. All right. I, I'm fending these off one by one here. Oh. Uh, yeah. Carolina just ended their own seven-game home losing streak. So maybe the Cardinals went into the locker room after the game, got some notes on best practices. We'll see because they have their own seven-game home losing skid. But there's going to be so many fans like you, Larry, who might sell out to Eagles fans that maybe it'll feel like a road game where the Cardinals have won 10 of their last 11 on the road, so maybe that is the key is if the home game feels like a road game. Uh, So what you're saying is we need to condemn... State Farm Stadium for the rest of the season and see what they do. <laughs> That's brilliant. Look, all I know is we're not taking Larry's advice of opening the roof and letting it bake to 100 plus degrees. No, we're not going that route here. We need to beat them fair and square and the Eagles can be beat. I don't care if they're 4-0. So the Eagles are 4-0. The Cardinals are 2-2. Two two. Uh, Cardinals get a big road win yesterday. But I, I kind of like what you were saying. We need to make the stadium in Glendale feel like the Cardinals are on the road. So if you're a Cardinals fan out there, make sure you sell your tickets to an Eagles fan and watch the game at home and the Cardinals could win. Larry, don't be that fan. That are you kidding me? That, I mean, that's, this is what I mean by I hope the questions are better than, than last week. This right, is right, exactly right. what I'm talking about. I'll give you now, a better question. Okay, better. What, right. what needs to be better? is the offense. They need four quarters of offense. They they don't need to make okay. these halftime adjustments, right? For They did it against the Raiders. They did it this last week. Sure, they scored 23 on answer, but it's okay. It's perfectly fine and legal to start the game by scoring a point in the first quarter. In fact, I have something for you guys. You guys ready? If we want to do something, if you want an initiative we need to launch, you guys ready for yeah. this? Because this is the perfect show and venue for this. I'm going to introduce, start selling them this weekend in the tailgates out of the back of my trunk, MOGA hats. Not MAGA hats, oh. MOGA hats, make offense great again. <laughs> okay, MOGA. Uh, Chad, are you with me on this? I'm MOGA, all over this. make MOGA. What color is offense the hat? Do we know? great again. Red. Are we going to do red? <laughs> I don't care. Look, it's, it's apolitical. And it's nothing to do with politics. It doesn't politics. matter, though. People I are going to look and see the hat, and they're going to think, sweet mother of goodness, you guys are those wackadoos. No, it's just MOGA. you got to do something about this offense right now. Now, look, you won the line of scrimmage yesterday in Carolina. I was there. The Cardinals jack-stomped and beat up on the Panthers on both sides of the line, and that goes a long way. So once you get this figured out on offense, and you may not figure it out completely until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. We get it. That's your identity, and he sort of he defines everyone's role. We get that. But, you know, if you can just get enough offense to hang with an Eagles team that got down 14 nothing against stinking Jacksonville. So, come on. Yeah. They're not invincible. Paul Calvisi is joining us as he does uh, every Monday. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I loved Kyler Murray screaming. 
You know, we always talk about Kyler Murray's body language was bad over the last few years. He's not a leader. And I get all that because I think that was really the case. But yesterday, I liked his body language, and he was ticked. I think it was they called the timeout, then they had to call another timeout. And I saw him. He was yelling. At, I think he was yelling at, at Cliff. And I go, that's fire. That's good. I like that Kyler Murray did that. All right, let me give you a little insight from the sideline. First off, when you see those like three-second clips over the last couple of years of Kyler, and maybe he's got some certain body language or he's got a facial expression, okay, that's just a, a fraction of what goes on in the sideline. I see him all game, every game, and he works the entire sideline. He's talking to the O-lineman. He's talking to different guys, so that's really not an accurate representation of who Kyler is in the body line. I'll just say that. Now, does he have an edge? Yes. Does he have an edge playing Baker May Mayfield. Absolutely. Mm. We were talking to Hollywood Brown, and he played with both quarterbacks at Oklahoma. He said those two guys, the only thing they share in common is they are ultra competitive. I mean, those guys went at each other every day in practice at Oklahoma, and really they fueled each other to each win a Heisman. So it was burning Baker. He just lost for the third time in three games against Kyler in the NFL. And that's why Kyler was amped up. But him and Cliff were talking a lot on the sideline yesterday, more than most games. And and I think, yeah, and and it's needed right now. This offense still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, All right, PCAL, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk to you next Monday. I'll we'll tell you how much better questions I, next Monday. I get yeah. for my Moga! tickets. Moga, Paul, <laughs> Moga. All right, you guys get a complimentary Moga hat. Ah! Fantastic. Everyone else, it's nineteen ninety nine. We'll see you later. Yep. You've been listening to Pigskin with Polly on the Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for forty years. The difference is day and night. All right. Thanks, Paul Calvisi. Moga. Coming up next, we've got midterm mayhem. The mayhem, madness, the 2022 midterm. Hey, do you believe we will have a fair election in Arizona? Next.